0: Welcome, everybody, to a Frame of Mind Photography Podcast. My name is Matt Laskowski, educator over at mattk.com, and I'm joined by Blake Rudis from f64academy.com. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. We got a great topic today. For those of you that haven't joined us on one of these shows before, this is a, a podcast where we just try to... It's called Frame of Mind, a little bit of play on the, you know, the words of frame, but just try to adjust, shift, change, solidify, whatever it is your frame of mind on things relating to photography and photo editing. Our topic today is one Blake and I have talked about for quite a while. <laughs> In fact, it's taken us so long to do because we've been trying to figure out how to remain friends after we do it. And we, yeah. th- we think we've we, we've struck a good balance here. So the topic is Is photography art or craft? Really, it could just stop as is photography art. But, you know, what do we call it? I don't know. (laughs) I I really care what you call it. I just never really feel like photography is art. And Blake does. And we get into some very heated discussions over it. So we thought, why not take this discussion public? Because what could go wrong there? (laughs)
1: Nothing ever. (laughs) I will say, though, I don't know if you're going to change my frame of mind in this podcast but we'll see I'm open-minded Matt I'm always open-minded
0: but so we'll see. I would say I would say I don't think we're going to change anybody's mind I would say if you're coming into this and you think photography is an art you will not you will leave thinking photography is an art and if you think it's a craft you will leave thinking it's a craft yeah I'm with you on that one man I don't, I don't so really... that,
1: what's the point
0: I know <laughs> all right we're done <laughs> Visit our website and thanks for listening.
1: Yep. It's a good one. Fast. Right, how do we how do we done. even
0: start this, Blake? How do we start this?
1: I think we need to define art and craft and have a um stable uh what do you call it? Control, so to speak, okay. to base our opinions off of. That way we aren't just riffing off of our own ideas of what art is and what craft is. I think that's the only way to do it. Okay. Where we have we have some type of controlled measure, so what's the definition I, of art? I just googled it. The definition of art is It's useless. I tried it. <laughs> art or the definition
0: uh, the definition of art on google is is a it's a tough one to 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 youtube to Google.
1: Okay. well, I do have the AI generative AI experimental thing that can possibly help us with this. Um, art is a creative activity that produces a product or object that others can experience. Art can be a visual object or experience that is consciously created through an expression of skill or imagination. It can also be the expression of ideas and emotions through a physical medium, such as painting,
0: sculpture, film, dance, writing, photography, or theater. It's funny that one's mentioned photography because in all the definitions I found, they never mentioned photography.
1: Mm. It's interesting. So then, generative AI, our little experimental thing here in Google, says for craft, an activity that involves making something in a skillful way by using your hands, an object or activity that requires special skill, a special skill, art, or dexterity, um, the members of a skilled trade, skill in uh, deceiving or... Unhanded planning, guile, slyness. I never heard of that before. But anyway, um, craft can also mean an occupation, trade, or activity requiring manual dexterity or artistic skill. For example, the craft <laughs> of writing plays, poetry, carpentry, and sewing. You see, here it's even like there's a, a lot of overlap between the context of craft and art, the actual definition of craft, an activity involving skill in making things by hand.
0: Yeah, it's weird because, I mean, if you think back to like when we were kids, what did we do? Like we went to arts and crafts class.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I guess in some ways, in some ways they're the same, an art and a craft. I, I, I can go, I can, I can simplify my definition of art, which w- which I've thought about a, lo- a lot lately of why don't I think photography is art? And, and as we talked about, in order to answer that question, you pretty much need a definition of art. Right. You know, what what we want to call photography, a craft, a skill or whatever. Um, I I don't care. I don't care if you call it a craft. I just use the term craft, but you got to have a definition of art. I've started to boil down art to be making something that is purely designed for aesthetic purposes out of nothing. So, so as I start to think about the things I consider, I consider to be art, they were all made out of nothing. Okay. Whether that's a a, a proper definition or not, I I don't know, but, but the things that I consider art, because it's like, you know, somebody showed me uh, a certain painting, you know, Mm. I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's art. You know, I'm going to put art on the wall. And well, why is it art? I don't know. He made it out of nothing. She made it out of nothing, you know? So that's what I've, I've started to, to revolve my, my opinion of art around, which is why to me, photography doesn't, doesn't fall in there because photography, you're taking this little box. I wonder if I have one of these little boxes. There we go. I'll do better with a a visual in my hand. You're taking this little box, holding up a camera. Yeah. Sorry. If you're not watching the YouTube feed, um, you're taking this little box, And you're pointing it around what somebody has already created. Now that somebody could be nature, that somebody could be the person that created the architecture, that somebody, whatever, but so we'll use the term somebody very loosely there, but you're, you're, you're pointing it at something that has already been created and you're just saying, copy it. Hmm. So. I, I always have a hard time calling, you know, any photography art because it was already there. You, you didn't make it, you just pointed a camera at it. And then, then we can go further into it into like places like, you know, arches and Canyonlands Mesa arch, you know, I can, I can attach a GoPro to a dog and tell it to take a photo every 10 seconds. And that dog is going to come back with award winning photography. Because you can't not. Because you're in Mesa Arch. You didn't make it. You just pointed your camera at what was in front of you. Okay.
1: I see your point there, but I think think that that is a general idea to accept the fact that whatever the camera decides to take a picture of, or you decide the camera takes a picture of, that that thing that you're you're giving the camera all of the credit then essentially in that, in that way, you're not crediting the person that built the composition. You're not necessarily crediting the, um, the way it was processed. Cause that's a huge thing that delineates the difference between an art, an artful piece of photography ver- versus a, uh, a, um, journalistic piece of photography. Okay. So like, Even when I'm doing critique sessions with people, if I see an image that looks like it was just straight out of camera, I won't say, hey, this looks straight out of camera, edit it and come back to me because that's rude, number one. But number two, there's a category for that style of photography, which is more journalistic in approach where I'm going to show up to this place. I'm going to photograph it, do minimal editing, and then come back and show you. And those images, you'll be like, okay, it looks like Mesa Arch, right? But then if I take that same Mesa arch and then I imbue, because I think imbue is a very important word here, my artistic vision into the piece throughout the post-production process, that now becomes an extension of me because I've turned a photojournalistic shot straight out of camera into an experience for the person who's going to be looking at it. And there's a huge difference Between a photojournalistic shot and a shot that has been processed for artistic rendering, because you're trying to create an experience. And the only way you create that experience is to understand that the image by itself, with no mood, no feeling, and no emotion, is in fact a craft. I will agree with you 100%. But the image that then gets portrayed to you that an artist or a skilled photographer, if they, because I know many art, many photographers that come to me. I will call them an artist and they'll say, no, I'm not an artist. I'm just a photographer. And I'm going, to no, 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 no. Based on the image you shared with me, you are not just a photographer, period. Okay? Because I felt something very strong when I saw that piece that came through with the color grading. It came through with your tonal choices and it came through from the composition all the way through to the end. All of that individually is a craft, but I would say it's the unification of all of that that creates piece of art
0: so so saying that saying that the 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 picture the picture becomes art when you add your color and your color grading and your your whatever finishing to it um and saying you know you 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 had your example of that person you know like oh i'm not an artist yes you are because i felt something I guess what I would say to that would be, they're a really good photographer because they do it well because there's bad photographers that don't, and then there's good photographers that do. But changing the name of that photographer because they're really good at their job, to me makes it waters down the, the it waters down the term of art because somebody was really good at something. Cause then, then we can just call anything art, which I, I guess, you know, maybe it is. I, I mean, we're, you know, I, I think hopefully people, hopefully people see the, the, the fun spirit in this discussion because you, you, you know, as well as I know, cause we get a lot of YouTube videos and somebody's going to say, why are you even talking about this? This is stupid. Like who care? You know, like, and we're of the mindset of like, Hey, listen, it, it ain't going to change one thing I do. I'm still going to do the same stuff I'm going to do. You're going to do the same stuff you're going to do. What what we call, what we call it is immaterial to all of this. So, it's just the spirit of the discussion. And and I think there I think what's cool about it is because because I've got interesting stories about why I feel the way I do and I think you'll you'll start to uncover some of my hidden emotions and all this. But here's what I would say, so um and by the way, dude, I I know I know you studied stuff you your know, art and stuff in, in college i I know nothing about anything except how to use lightroom and photoshop and a camera but i don't even know famous photographers ansel adams probably the only oh, the only you know you know previous you know uh, historic photographer i know but i looked up somebody because i kind of remember it. henry was it henry cartier brasson bresson I, I, people are going to make fun of me I, I i'm i'm fine with that like i i Never seen a photo from
1: yeah yeah you just start with the card he's he typically goes by Henry Cartier but yeah Yeah.
0: I've never seen a photo from him that never cared to study study art history or photography history in any way however I look him up and I'm looking at his photos and he he didn't edit or color grade or do anything to it it's it's a blurry picture of a guy jumping over a puddle or. or even if, I mean, and you could say, well, the blur means something. So here's a picture of a guy riding a bike down. Uh, he's looking down on a winding staircase. So he didn't edit this. He Photoshop didn't exist when he took this. There is a
1: level of editing that you can do in the dark room though. And that's the thing. Like, do you know that he did that? I do not because I don't know. I haven't studied him uh, to that level, but I would, I would venture to say that anybody in that time, would be just like you and me as a photographer, uh, who we aren't good enough with just taking it out of camera. Like even, even back in the late nineties, when I would do analog photography, I was, as soon as I took the picture, I'd go into the dark room, you'd take a test print and that test print would almost be as con. It wouldn't be as contrasty as you'd want it to be. So then what do you have to do? You have to look at that test print you have to say, okay, I'm going to boost up the contrast in this area by giving it, Uh, more or less light, depending on what, what direction you're trying to take it, which to, to our common terminology these days is dodging and burning. You'd make little cutouts, sometimes cutting out the print exactly like a little piece of cardboard and cutting it out so that you could block out parts of the enlarger to make certain areas darker than other areas or certain areas lighter than other areas. Ansel Adams. So did this so much that after he did a test print, he would mark up that image with what he thought he would say the test print was 10 seconds. He would then take that test print. He'd take a marker and he'd write ten seconds on one part, then twelve seconds on this part, then eight seconds on this part, and the whole act of working under the enlarger was the art form. Was the idea that we're going to take this image and we're going to really put some work into it? I mean, he, Ansel Adams was was the the king of of, of the darkroom work. Um,
0: as no, far as no, I, mean, I don't say, I don't and I, I, I don't contest that at all
1: but i would say that even henry Cartier was
0: <laughs> but so henry Cartier uh preferred never to use the dark room to adjust his photos really so i mean i would argue people would consider him an artist you know if you were to study the history of photography
1: oh definitely he is uh, deemed as a as an artist
0: so so to 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 go back to another point where we talked about like what what art was how photography was art so why isn't somebody, and this is the analogy that I'll use often there, somebody decides to go paint the interior of a house. Okay. Okay. Um, and you know, you hire the cheapest guy out there and he just goes and buys, you know, just the basic eggshell off white color and paints the house. And then you hire somebody else who actually, color coordinates to the tile color coordinates to the floors, maybe even has a couple of accent walls. Maybe who knows uses a wallpaper or whatever it happens to be. Why isn't that person an artist? They, they didn't be. do, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They just didn't have a camera. They had a can of paint and a paintbrush where I have a camera. Why does, why does me having a camera make me an artist and what they did not make them one?
1: They are. I would say that's an art form.
0: Oh, we talked about this and you said there's no way that the painter was the guy that paints the house is an artist. The eggshell for sure.
1: (laughs) No way. But now you got a person that's going to go in there and say, okay, based on the way this looks. See, I would say an artist in any field is somebody who looks at something differently than normal people. Okay, they have a certain style, they have a certain aesthetic, they have a certain um, way in which they work. That takes whatever it is that they're doing and brings it up another level, right? So now you got the eggshell painter versus the one who's can walk into and I can't walk into a room and say, Well, based on this, this, and this, we should try this. I mean, I probably could if I really wanted to, but like for me, I'm like, Well, let's just paint the wall this color, right? Even though I am an artist and I paint, but painting a wall versus like, I, perfect example, I used to be a painter. I, before I was a photographer, I was a painter. I would take pictures and I would paint the stuff in my pictures and make my own composites as paintings before I learned how to do Photoshop work. And then as I started to get better in Photoshop and photography, I started to take that to the next level. So you're taking that concept with the person who's painting the wall with the eggshell and taking the the, the painter that's painting the wall based on the colors and the and tile and the stuff that's around there, they are color coordinating things in a way that normal people don't typically see unless they have developed a, a craft over a long period of time to get to the point of artistry with that craft. So I would almost say that craft leads to artistry.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I just look at it as they're good craftsmen. They're, they're a better craftsman than you know Joe Schmo around the corner who does the job for half the price. You know, they're just, they're just a better, they're better at that craft than somebody else. But it doesn't, it doesn't take it to art to me. I guess that's well, that's probably the difference for me. I think that that's a good
1: example. So like recently I, I paid a, a guy, the same guy who did my headshot. I paid him to do a family portrait session for us. So yeah, I paid him three twenty five for the sitting fee. And then basically $1200 $1500 for the downloads of the digital images um so that's $1800 for yeah. a, a portrait session that there is nobody else in 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 my little niche of Missouri that can create those types of images there's no way there's like you probably could have
0: gotten it done cheaper from like the the hobbyist right that, like has a part-time business in it right Exactly. The hobbyist that did it part time probably would have
1: paid the three twenty five, which would have covered the sitting fee, covered the digital images and probably covered some prints if I if I asked them for them Um, versus, you know, this one individual. His name's um, Jeremy Ellsworth. Uh, He's actually was in like the top 100 for senior portraits, I think, last year or the year prior. Um, But I mean, fantastic artist he's taken the craft of photography and turned it into so much of an art form that if I were to take that image and go to one of the hobbyists in town and say hey can you reproduce this for me and my family there's no way they could because number one he's using a flash he's got a studio set up. he's got the composition of how he builds the family when he puts them inside the shot not to mention the amount of the level of editing that he does I mean it's these are beautiful beautiful portraits that can only be called art. And when you see them, there is no denying them as
0: art. (laughs) So, so you're, you're equating art to being really good at it.
1: Um, not necessarily, because if you go to art school, um, you'll know that there's a lot of people that good is a relative term in the art world, Matt. (laughs) So you say you know (laughs) nothing about art. Good is literally a relative term. But I would say in the field of photography, Yes, there is an up there. There is a upscaled version of the craft when it comes to photography that, you know, you just don't take a picture out of the out of the straight out of the camera and say, I'm an artist. Okay, your composition maybe shows that maybe you have a great composition, but it's it's where you place the tonal values. It's where you place the colors. It's how you it's how you position this thing so that this thing, this photograph that you're about to show somebody is no longer. A a, a depiction of the object. It's an experience of it. So the reason why his portraits are so phenomenal is he has created an experience for the viewer. Not saying that, you know, because he has expensive gear, that's not what did it. I mean, you know, when he did my headshots, he didn't have like a Canon R5. He had like a, I don't know, I don't even remember what kind of Canon he had, but it wasn't like the best of the best in the industry, but he was creating phenomenal work with what he had. Because he saw like an artist, he thought like an artist, and he didn't let the tools in the craft get in the way of him creating an experience for the viewer. I think artists, I guess to go back to that, artists create experiences. They don't make pictures. They create experiences. Like when, when I make an image of Colorado, I want you to feel what I felt when I was there. So I have to tap into my emotional pool of when I was there, tap into that while I'm there, and then use that as energy that I can essentially put into the piece. And you're, you know, you're pushing tones, you're pushing colors, yes, but you're also knowing where to place certain colors, what colors need to be brightened, what colors need to be darkened, what tonal values need to be brightened, what tonal values need to be darkened. And that's not something that just happens from picking up a box and taking a picture with it. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you, you, you approached the topic of, good and bad art because I think I think I, I said like I'm willing to peel back the layers of why I dig my heels in on photography not being art. And one of the reasons is is over the years, I've just been part of too many conversations, too many discussions online, too many photo critiques, too too many everythings where someone hides behind it. So I think it's good we're talking about it this way because we whether whether or not I agree with you that photography is art. What I love that you're saying is that is that it there's it's got to be good. Like there's a difference between good and bad, and you can't blanketly call it art and then stand on well it's art so anything goes. Because and I've seen it happen way too many. I've seen just way too many times. I, I. I can't even count the number of online conversations where somebody posts something and asks for thoughts. Then people jump in and say this and this and this and say, well, I don't think it's this. I think it's this. And then somebody comes back and says, Well, you know, photography is an art. This is art. So anything goes. Like, no, 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 no. No, that to me, that does a disservice to people that are good at the art or the craft of it, either way, whatever you want to call it. It does a disservice. There is there is bad looking art. You can't hide behind it and say it's art so it can be whatever I want to. And you could, but it just means it's bad. (laughs) Like you're saying, hey, it's I'm going to I'm going to stand behind this, but it's not good.
1: You know, in context, though, um, (laughs) it depends, though, because even that bad artwork could still move somebody. I look at it this way. I cannot stand Bob Dylan. I think Bob Dylan is the most annoying artist in the singing world ever to, to release an album.
0: True.
1: Okay. But then you have Freddie Mercury of queen, probably one of the greatest voices in rock that ever existed had range that could go all over the place. Yet both of them get put in the same term as artists, but Freddie Mercury, what he could do with his voice versus Bob Dylan, what he could do with his voice. <laughs> Okay, I just can't relate to Bob Dylan, but yeah. I can relate to Freddie Mercury and and just the, that vocal range that is gorgeous. And now, in every form of art, you have that same concept. Like you might argue that intentional camera movement um, and you know things that kind of create abstractions, like is that bad art because it's blurry and out of focus, or is that bad craft? Or is that an art form? You see what I mean? Like, you know, the ICM intentional care movement where maybe you're trying to jitter the while you're photographing uh, city lights and you get the squigglies and stuff like that. Like that's technically it's a it's something that we would call not picking the right exposure value for the shot that worked out in your favor because it looks like art.
0: I do think there's gotta be a bit of intention put into it.
1: But what it if it's can't actually? be
0: when when we're when we're when we're critiquing the photo, that I mean, what's it, an example? We're, we're critiquing the photo where you know, I don't know, it's a landscape photo. It's got some trees in it, and somebody clearly cropped too tight in on the trees. You know, it just it looks it looks odd, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. oh, here's a great one. You got a mountain with a lake, right? And you got the peak of the mountain, okay? And let's say somebody cropped like just a few pixels above that peak of the mountain. We, we, and, and they didn't, they didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't like, no, I want to create tension. They, they did it because like, oh no, I just, you know, I want to, I don't know, whatever. But like, I think then we could say, okay, this is, this isn't good. You, you didn't do it on purpose. You didn't do it with the, the purpose of creating something. You you really went against a, a pretty good law of of composition that works, and it works for a reason. And you don't have a good reason for doing it the other way, you know. So I think intention has to be part of it, no matter what. But there have also been some really happy accidents
1: I've had that have turned into some of my best course material.
0: Yeah, but I'm not going to call you an artist because of it. It's a happy accident.
1: But if I don't tell you it was an accident, then I'm a freaking amazing artist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, guess, I guess you could go there um but no i i, I mean i i just i look at it, it there to me what got me thinking what got me down this path is is i was in a discussion we we're talking about and also part of this is i can't i can't use the words that i would normally use in a conversation because we don't want to get our podcast marked as having profanity in it but there's an overall tone of and I've been around a lot of i'm I'm doing air quotes artists over the last twenty five years. There's an overall tone that just rubs me the wrong way. And I guess part of part of my feeling also comes from that, you know i'm I'm mm-hmm. influenced by that. I'm influenced by the way that I've seen people act and speak toward. Their photography and the the aura that I've seen that them present to that and that affects it as well so I, I can't lie about that one but I was having a discussion with somebody about wedding photography and and I'm um, you know and then they were like oh God you know the, yeah the artist the artist the way that they you know put the, put the bride and groom over here and I'm like not an artist you're a craftsman you're hired to do a job. Somebody was hired to make food for that wedding. You were hired to take a picture of that wedding. You are no better, no worse than the person that was hired to clean up the tables for that wedding. You all played a role in that wedding, whether it was food, whether it was the tablecloths on the table, or whether it was the photos from it. You, you, were, you were all served a job for that wedding. You're not an artist. You're not an artist because you served food at the wedding. Does the food move people? Food moves people all
1: the time. I would say that that's different though. Like if if your Aunt Susie was at the wedding and took pictures with her cell phone versus the individual who has been paid because of their, their level to elevate photographs, to, to, to create feeling and mood. I give a perfect example. I really wish I would have paid someone more to photograph our wedding because I paid the person who basically did photojournalistic shots of us and they look like photojournalistic shots where they took no effort to post-process these images at all. Now, there's a reason why someone would hire somebody who can elevate those things, who is more of an artist with that camera than a craftsman, because the artist is going to imbue that image with feeling, with mood, and create an experience for any viewer who sees it, right? Like, I love my wife. I love her probably more today than I did when I first married her, for sure, but someone who is an expert with the camera and the post-production of that image would have that same feeling, that same love in that photograph. And You tie, it a, was, lot, you tie a lot of art and photography to
0: post-production.
1: Well, the, I, absolutely. Because if you ever look at my Discovering Your Vision course, like I break down what the camera sees. I break down what the eye sees. I break down how the camera interprets a scene. I break down how the human interprets the scene. And there are two polarizing different things the camera only captures one instance of an exposure value that's the exposure value you choose it captures one instance of white balance now when it captures that one instance of white balance what's it doing more yellow more blue that's it okay so as the artist who has that camera and looks at that scene they know that there's a differentiation between the yellow over there and the green over there and the red in the foreground The camera, based on the white balance, might make all that stuff look relatively the same. So the artist then has to go in and say, okay, camera, thank you for gathering this data for me. That's how I approach art. That's how I approach my photography as an art form. When I have the camera in my hand, I do not feel like an artist. In many cases, when I'm on location, I do not feel like an artist. I feel like a data collector who is collecting the data in front of me, almost like a Ghostbuster, throwing the trap down, clicking
0: the button, pulling it in. Okay? Then when I get home, so you're saying you're saying with the camera in hand, you're only a data collector. You're not an artist at that point.
1: Uh, I'd say for the most part. Yeah. Other than my compositional decisions. Yeah. But composition can be pretty easily taught. So
0: <laughs> I, t- I disagree, but yeah. But I, I, think, my- I think it's
1: the hardest thing. Really? Because for me, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe it just happens because of the way my brain is wired. But for me, I think only 10% of my photograph happens in camera. 90% happens in post production at least. Yeah. So, I mean, but so like when you know, you might be going into Lightroom, Adobe Camera Raw, doing minimal edits and calling the image done. When I go into Lightroom or Adobe Camera all Camera all for me, Lightroom for you, whatever that is, I I process that to get it to a point that looks real to the point that I felt when I was on location. Then I bring it into Photoshop and that's where I, that's where I play. That's where I allow my mood in. That's where I allow my experience. There is no image that I post to my Facebook or Instagram or anywhere that has not gone through extensive Photoshop work. But um, I guess,
0: I guess what I would say to that is it, how, how, am, how am I not art because I chose to use a smaller subset of tools than you did? I don't,
1: I think you are an artist, but you don't think you are.
0: But I mean, but I'm not, I, I'm generally not like you, you seem, you seem to equate. And this is just knowing you and, and talking to you for a long time. You seem to equate the quality of the Lightroom and Photoshop work to the complexity of the tools used. Um, Not necessarily. I mean, oh. I, I definitely have
1: produced some really good images straight at the raw level, but... The difference between the raw level and the Photoshop level is that in Photoshop, I've got extensive masking that's far beyond Adobe Camera on Lightroom. I've got blend modes. I've got blend if I've got, um, you know, there's there's so many. There's no limit to what you can do in Photoshop. Right. I'm not saying I'm photoshopping my images. that Every image gets a sky replacement. And every image has rocks move all over the place. That's not what I do. Um, I just look at the tonal values. I look at the colors I have access to more stuff without restriction think of it like uh, a semi truck that has a governor on it that to me that's what Lightroom and Adobe Camera Raw are even though I still use them in my workflow Um, but a Ferrari has no governor and you can go as fast as you want down that road it ain't gonna stop you at 65 so Photoshop is the Ferrari Lightroom and Adobe Camera Raw these days are actually becoming probably more like a Ford F-150 than a Mac truck but you know what I'm saying like it's the idea is that I can do so much more that helps me imbue my vision into the piece through Photoshop that I just yeah. can't do it, I just can't do that at the raw level
0: and i I guess I would say like I think you, I think somebody could though i and I don't think they're I don't think if we were calling it art, I don't think they'd be less of an artist because they did no, I don't think so either. I'm just that's my preferred process. Yeah is Photoshop. I, I see I like you and you and I talk about it a lot. Like I I disagree. I disagree with with If and Gradients and all the different masking tools in Photoshop. I actually think they're superior in the raw editor. And I think if we were to go down to a technical level, you have much more color control because you have more you have more by your term data in the raw editor than you ever will inside of Photoshop. Cause the moment you move to Photoshop you lost a significant amount of data.
1: I think you need to take some of my courses, Matt. <laughs> so if you
0: have seen what you can do with a gradient in Photoshop versus a gradient, I've I, I've seen your tutorial. I see it. It's just, I, I don't see it the way that you see it. Right. You know, I just, I, I still, I still want to color. I still will, will infuse color into my photos. I will mask. I will do these things, but, the way that i do them i feel like i get more control over it you know i get more i get i get to actually i don't know I, it to me it's it's a smoother edit it's a easier edit it edit it but uh, but again it's just it's just different methods there's no right there's no way we could say it's, it's right or wrong I would say that even I don't think the complexity of the method has to indicate that somebody's more of an artist than somebody else
1: No, but what I'm saying is that the tool sets that are available to you in Photoshop give you more leeway to to put your vision into a piece than Adobe Camera Raw and Lightroom. Maybe not so much these days as it used to be, because there is a lot you can do at Adobe Camera Raw and Lightroom now at the raw level that we could never do before. And I would say that people who are starting to venture down those paths are probably tapping into more of their artistry because they're seeing these tools that give them more accessibility to their vision to put it into the piece. So like, you know, with the advanced masking that's in Adobe Camera Raw now and Lightroom and at that raw level, you can do quite a bit with it. With the point color, you can do quite a bit with it. But there's still just this level of a a stopping point that you're going to get to where you just can't get where you need to go if you, if you were to just go into Photoshop, you can do anything you want. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that everything I do is composited, and I don't want to take any credit away from anybody who doesn't use Photoshop that does consider themselves an artist because I think that even if you do use Adobe Camera Raw and, and Lightroom and, and you process only at the raw level and you never jump into Photoshop, you still can create art in those areas. I'm just saying that the level of tools and the complexity of the tools that are in Photoshop give you more advantage so create. take,
0: take somebody like Joe McNally. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm sure you would call Joe McNally an artist. I would be. Yeah. So Joe McNally literally opens up a photo and cranks the contrast slider to about 20% and is done. Okay. So. He's how, doing, how he's doing the bulk of that work on
1: the front end? Because uh, what a true artist especially a true craftsman of the camera knows, is that the camera is about capturing light. So it's the quality of the light that's in front of you. If the quality of the light is in front of you and is beautiful and is perfect, there's very minimal that you do need to do. Now, if you're a landscape photographer, that's completely different than, than portrait stuff. And Joe McNally is traditionally a portrait photographer with an yeah, 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 environmental portrait photographer. But he's his art form comes in the way that he dresses up the scene, sets up the lights, builds the composition because he's building an experience. Joe McNally builds an experience, period. I've always looked at his stuff from the beginning of time of me following newer age photographers and said, that guy has something that no one else does. Because even if he doesn't do a whole lot of work in Adobe Camera Raw, Lightroom, Photoshop, whatever that might be, he is building the experience at the level that the experience is happening, which is extremely impressive. I I can't do that as much because I haven't put myself in that environment to do that as much. Yeah. But the more I'm working with lights and like I'm photographing my family this weekend and or last weekend I photographed my family and I brought up a light and you know, I get the light set up just right, put a grid on it to get some nice dramatic light and do the whole nine yards. And those images, after I got the light on them, crafted the way I want it to be, they're very simple to post-process. Almost, I'm almost like Joe McNally in that there is very little I needed to do to those images other than maybe doctoring up skin tones and tonal variations and maybe doing some cleanup, but they were very easy to process. And I noticed that too, when I learned from Joel Grimes, I went to a Joel Grimes workshop two years ago and very much the same thing. The art was in the light placement. The art was in the, the way you position, position the, um, the, the person or the character that that's going to be in that scene. That was the art. And there wasn't much post-production that needs to happen after that when the quality of the light is so good. But you're, you're you're again, it's all, here's what I would say. So, and this is really good to, to kind of talk about, to kind of segue into this, is that um, I have my round tables on F64 Elite. So last month I said, okay, guys, I'm, I'm going to be facing off with Matt. Give me some firepower for this old uh, craft versus art <laughs> thing. So <laughs> Diantha says that art and that it's both. It's not this or that. It's both. Photography is both a craft and an art. Which then Jay, another subscriber, said that you use the craft to develop your art. So you get to be such a good craftsmanship, you get to such a high level of craftsmanship that you are starting to create art, using the craft as the medium to get to the art. And then, you know, later Colin, he had said that the craft comes before the art, meaning you're typically a craftsman before you're considered an artist, before you even yourself consider yourself an artist. And I go back to a subscriber I have named John. John, he first came to me and was like, you keep calling people artists, I'm not an artist. And he went on and told me like his, his whole story on how he was an engineer, and he has an engineer's mind, and he doesn't have an artist's mind, and that He appreciates the fact that I call people artists, but he would never consider himself an artist. Okay. Now, two years later, this guy who was very logically minded, very craftsman oriented, John is like, Thank you, Blake. You've made me an artist. I can finally accept myself as an artist. So, this is someone who had a high level of craftsmanship, who just enjoyed the craft, but then over time is now thinking to themselves, Well, maybe this is more than just a craft. Maybe this is an art form. Maybe I am an artist. Maybe I can accept that the way I like to tell people is just like the shirt that I'm wearing right now. It looks like I'm going to the chamber. I've got a little sticky thing on my shirt that says, hello, my name is artist. I am. a <laughs> photographer.
0: I don't see that.
1: So the idea here is that I am an artist first as the primary category, and then I'm a photographer second. So that's secondary to the art as an artist. It is freeing and it is liberating knowing that I can create in any way, shape, or form I want. I'm an artist in the kitchen. I'm an artist when I work mm-hmm. on my Jeep. I'm an artist when I work on my photos. I'm an artist when I'm hanging downstairs with my kids and playing with Legos. Like, to me, an artist is, is someone, all an artist is, is to me, is a very creative problem solver, right? You see, see
0: kind of contradicts what you said before because you were alluding to art being the ultimate elevation of having gone through all the stages of being a craftsman right and while in photo editing or photography you could be there I, I mean I who knows dude you you might you might be the secret jeep mechanic that I never knew but I'm gonna guess that you 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 haven't you, you haven't reached that level in working on your jeep or cooking right. and maybe you have and I just You've got some secret talents I never knew about.
1: Well, with cooking, it's one of those things like my wife will be like, did you follow a recipe for this? I'm like, well, I mean, I used a recipe as a base, but I didn't follow all the directions. She's like, well, it's great. How did you make this? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'll make it again some other time, but it's not going to taste the same. It's going to be a little bit different because that's how an artist treats things. And the funny thing is is that she works at uh, like Wednesdays and Thursdays. She works at her friend's eatery and her friend Haley, who is a she went to culinary school and worked with many um, high-end restaurants in Chicago and stuff. She's the same way. Like she's teaching Sarah how to make this stuff, but she has nothing written down. She just, she just builds this stuff and she creates amazing food. Yeah. So I think once you get to a certain point of artistry and, and you know, okay, well I've done it this way before and this tasted like this. Well, what happens when we combine this with this? And then you start to become an artist even in the kitchen. Like, I make spaghetti meatballs. My meatballs always taste different every single time. But every time, they still taste great. It's one of those things that, like, you just start to know what's going to work, so you do it. But that's based off of the craft. When I first moved to California, I didn't get a microwave. I didn't want a microwave because I knew I was going to buy microwavable food. So I told my mom, I said, I'm not buying a microwave. I'm just going to learn how to cook. My mom sent me this giant box of cooking supplies of like high end stainless steel cooking supplies. And she said, if you're going to do it, you got to do it the right way, get the right tools and then build from there. So I would spend every weekend making horrible food sometimes and throwing it away. Cause I definitely was not a craftsman, nor was I an artist in the kitchen. I had to build myself up to that point so that now 20 some years later, I can cook things without having to follow a recipe. I can cook things with, you know what I mean? It's, whether I'm doing it for my family or I'm doing it for others. If we have people over, my wife's not cooking. I'm cooking. I'm the one doing all the cooking. She'll do all the entertaining, but I'm the cook. Like, because there's a certain level of artistry that goes into it. Um,
0: So I think, I think part of it is I, and again, I'm, I, I said this in the beginning, I'm willing to pull back the layers. Part of it is, is I think to be, to be called an artist To want to be called an artist, you you have to want to be called the term. And over the years, I've developed such a negative connotation to art and artistry that I don't want to be called an artist. So you can call me an artist, but in my mind, I have a certain image of what an artist is, and, and that's not me. And and can I take take a photo? Can I take a landscape or a wildlife photo as good as anybody out there? And can I process it probably better than anybody out there? You uh, next to, you know, you and I. Yeah. But to me, I don't want to be called an artist because of it.
1: But I think that that could be holding you back. I don't feel held back. You don't because
0: you. I feel pretty good about it. Right. But let's just say like. Okay. Like, what not, don't I do well that I need that I, that I need to get better? I I think that
1: I think that <clears throat> you, by you not accepting photography as an art form, careful how you answer this, Blake. I know. <laughs> I think you're holding yourself back from your best possible work to allow yourself to be able to put that mood and the emotion into the image, not just process it to make it look like you saw it,
0: but to process it to make it look like you felt. But I I think anybody that follows me and anybody that's taken my courses would say, I value creativity infinitely more than tech. I I would venture to say 75% of the people listening to this podcast know photography better than me. They can tell you everything about a camera better than me. They can probably even technically tell you better things about Photoshop than me. I, they they know photography better than I do. I don't even know the history of photography. I I I, I apparently I, I'm sure I butchered somebody's name before. I, I don't care. I have always always valued the way it looks above all, which I'm wor- working on this Lightroom thing now and this new Lightroom workflow. And it's like I got all these people emailing me and questioning and all this stuff about well, it doesn't have hierarchical keywords and it doesn't have. Uh, what's the other features? And oh, it don't, won't go into play. And I'm just like, who cares? Make it look good. So that's so an I, artist. That's an artist would say that I, I would disagree with. Yeah, but I would disagree with what you're saying, because and again, we're it's probably just semantics. We're, we're, we're using the same terms, my guess is. And this is a good way to kind of start bringing this in for a landing because we got to wrap it up here. But I. I think what this, we're using the same terms to describe things, or we're using different terms to describe the same things. I have pre-existing conditions and pre-existing thoughts on why I don't think photography is an art. And I told you what I think art is, That not that it matters, but I have pre-existing thoughts on that. And at the same time, I 100% value the creative over the tech. And I I know, you know, you don't watch my courses, I don't watch your courses, but anybody that's taken my no light, no problem courses, anybody that's taken my wildlife editing courses knows I'm like, guys, forget about the noise reduction, forget about the sharpening, forget about the crop ratio, make the stupid thing look amazing. Make it look like either how it did when you were there, if the camera didn't capture it or make it look like how you wished it looked when you were there. That's an artist the creative is the most important part. So, as I said, I think it's semantics. I think I think I'm using the term creative, you're using the term art, where I think and the same thing goes. A lot of people would say they're not a creative. I remember having this discussion with Scott Kelby when they renamed Kelby One and he wanted to call it Kelby Creative. And I was like, don't call it Kel-. he goes like it's a it's a a gathering of creatives. I said, don't call it that cuz not everybody sees themselves as a creative. So, hmm. I don't think that's a good name for it because I know people I said, Oh, you're a creative. No, I'm not a creative. I just take pictures. Yeah. But you're really good and creative at it. Yeah. I just take pictures.
1: No, see you're not though. That's the thing. You already are a photographer. You already are an artist photographer. You already are. Like You're, you're just not accepting the term artist attached to it.
0: Do you know you know the picture of the eagles? You were standing there when I took it. You know the picture of the eagles clashing talons with the fish. It's like I look at that, and to me, it's a bird in the sky. Now, does it move you? You could say like my whole goal is to get somebody to say wow. So you you use people use that. I had somebody email me the other day. They're the, it's moving. It's feeling. It's what it, it punches you in the gut. And I'm like, listen, my wife tells me I'm dead inside all the time. So I'm like I I don't get moved by anything. I know when I look at something I'm like, wow, that's cool. You know, but there's no way I can call a picture of a bird in the sky art. And you can't tell me it's art. You can't tell me that there there was any other way to process that photo. The sky should be blue. Crank up the shadow slider because the eagles needed a little bit more detail. There there's no tones in it. There's no color. It's a blue it's a crisp blue sky that it's, it's like, it, it's the easiest edit ever.
1: No, it, but that's the thing. To, to make
0: it take 20 minutes would be a disservice to the photo because it doesn't need it. <laughs> Blake's Matt, dying no. inside. You're killing but me. The a picture of a bird on a stick. I'm not going yeah. I'm ne- to, I'm not going to say that's art. I can't.
1: But I can't you have to look that. at, you have to look at them these two perspectives though. You take that picture of the bird on the stick and you look at the raw file that came from the camera. And then you look at your version and you tell me which one looks better and you cannot tell me that they look the same so if you're saying that the camera is the craft the post-production is the art or post-production is a craft too to a certain degree yes you have to be you have to learn the craft so in my discovering your vision course i talk about How frustrating it was for me as a young photographer who had artistic vision through the roof, man. Like I could take a picture of a four leaf clover and be like, oh, my gosh, it's the most amazing picture I've ever taken. I would never take that picture now. But back then I just had this like this revelation, this like sudden urge that everything was was an art. And I would take these pictures and have a, a whole bunch of these images and they just look like pictures and I would process them, but they just looked like a picture. I couldn't put that feeling into it yet. And the reason why I couldn't put that feeling or that emotion or that experience into it yet was because my vision level was high, but my execution level was low or my tech ability was low. But then as my tech ability got higher, I was able to meet my vision where it is. So now I'm at a point where I don't even need to think about that anymore because I know the program so well. I've got all that out of the way. I've got all the tech stuff. I've got all the craft stuff out of the way. So now it's just about the creativity and using my ability to, again, fill that image with with feeling and, and emotion and try to make someone feel like I felt. If someone tells me that my image looks painterly, that is the greatest compliment I could ever receive because I'm like, damn right, I got it right that time. Like that means that they felt something. It doesn't look like everybody else's. It has a certain thing to it that is different than everybody else's. And that is the ultimate compliment to me. Um, you know, if I. I guess, oh, go ahead. I'll oh, no, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, so it's like what you're describing is, you know, I could say, I mean, can I say my, can I say a golfer's game is art? I would say, yeah, can, to a certain degree. Can a there. golfer be an artist? Sure.
1: Okay. Because you know that there are some people that have that have exceeded the level that the craft can take them, and the only way to get, like, you can get every structure for every swing perfectly fine, correct? Mm-hmm. And then you're just basically a robot who whacks a ball across a field. But there's a certain level of creativity on how that swing is hit, whether you um, whether you curve it, whether you, yeah, I don't yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like, there's that that becomes the creative problem solving of that course like i say all artists are creative problem solvers you know you there's you got a problem okay we can figure it out there's no there's no no I'm, i can't do it there's no i can't there's always going to be a way that we're going to fix it however that is with anything you know and i i think that the great thing about being an artist though just to wrap it all up is that there is nothing that i cannot do i know that 100% i never once in my entire life turned a wrench on a jeep on, on any vehicle. My dad wasn't a mechanic. He never did any of that stuff. There was, if there was even a slight problem with this vehicle, he'd take it in and he'd pay someone an astronomical amount of money to tell him that there's nothing wrong. Right? But I don't look at it that way. I say, okay, well, I've done this before. So because I've done that, I can translate that over to here and use creative problem solving to fix whatever issue that might be. And no, my Jeep is not held together by duct tape. But <laughs> <laughs> the concept is that there's nothing that holds you back. Like there's nothing that can hold me back. And you could take me from photography and you can put me into painting again, or you can take me from photography and put me into 3D uh, printing. And it doesn't matter. It's like, I'm an artist, so I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to do things that other people don't do in the same space.
0: So I'll wrap it up by saying, I think what I've gained from this is that I I think a lot of it is semantics. It's just words that we probably, in some ways, we probably think the same thing. We just call it different terms. Right. I would say is is probably a good takeaway from it. You know, I've I've got pre existing thoughts on what art and artists are. So it's it's the kind of thing I'll never want to be one just because. Of, you know, and you don't fall into those like you're 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 different. But again, I just I had 25 years of of having to work very, very closely with people that called themselves artists. And it, it made me want to run the other way and never be called that. You know,
1: well, so, that's that's an ego thing. That's not an artist thing.
0: Yeah. But I think I think a lot of it does come down. I, I think we knew this going in, but I think a lot of it does come down to semantics. Um Still you know, I still kind of consider art to be something created from nothing. But um, I I think what I, what I hear from you a lot too, is art is the ultimate elevation of craft and skill and time and, uh, and, and energy of things put together to where you're at the top of the field. Then, then you're an artist. Yeah, I would say that. I would
1: say that, but I would definitely think that you can't, I don't think you can get to an expert level of artistry without understanding the craft too, especially in photography. Uh, and actually, in in everything, photography is probably the key that that is most critical because I use this term a lot, artistic expression or technical flaw. And I see a lot of people that will create a technical flaw and hide it behind this artistic expression when we- Yes, that's what I was
0: talking about before. Yes. That's, that's where I was going with that whole story about like, I'm tired of seeing these- I've gotten tired of seeing these conversations over the years. Of yes. People, oh, it's art, so it can be anything I want it to be.
1: No, no, and that's the thing. Artistic expression versus technical flaw. If somebody is doing it and they don't realize how that effect happened and they're calling it art and you and I know that that's a blown highlight and it looks atrocious, that is not an art. That is a blown highlight, it's a technical flaw, bro. But, well, I'm just using that as a as an example. I'd have to show you a picture in order for
0: you oh, no. to Henry Brisson, I mean, he's got blur in his photos I'm, and I can see a few of them like that. So my guess is, is that is an artistic expression. Yeah. Yeah. I think after he did it a couple of times, he would figure out shutter speed and and adjust it. But it seemed to be something he does a lot. <laughs> he just never figured out how to use a camera. <laughs> Poor guy. <Henry> <laughs> he's rolling in his grave. <laughs> wonder what his eagle shots would look like. <laughs>
1: They're so expressive. <laughs> <laughs> I would say just to wrap it up that, especially in photography, the craft is critical to get right. And you have to go through the labor of learning the craft to get to a level of artistic. And I would say that, but going into it as an artist and defining yourself as an artist, that happens faster.
0: Yeah. I
1: would agree. I would say it happens faster.
0: That fair assessment. Right. All right, man. I don't know that we uh i think it was i think it was a good discussion i don't know that we necessarily like i said in the beginning i don't think we changed anybody's opinion but no it was fun to do so um what uh where can everybody find out a little bit more about you mr rudis
1: Uh, f64academy.com that's uh that's where all the fun stuff happens when i'm where you make the magic sometimes actually lately it's been over on f64 i haven't done a youtube video in like a month So that's what I'm doing this afternoon.
0: <laughs> Luckily you have lots to go watch if somebody hasn't seen them yet. So, yeah. All right. And you can find me over at uh, mattk.com where i got my courses and presets and lots of free tutorials as well. So Blake, thanks for, uh, thanks for, for joining me on this one. I know we've been talking about it for a while.
1: Yeah. We might have to like adjourn and come back and see if you think any different later. I won't. I be, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm interested to see the comments as well. So that'll be fun. <laughs> all right all right dude thanks man thank you everybody for joining in and we will talk to you again soon bye buddy